stand by for Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors with your host, Drew Kirby. Hey, this is Luke Holmes. I am Morgan Wallen. I'm Riley Green. I'm Travis Denning. Hey, I'm Aaron Lewis. Hey, it's Luke Bryan. I'm Tim McGraw. What's up? This is Ian Munsick. Ah, uh, this is Craig Morgan. And you're listening to Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors. My it's show today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now, if you've missed any of our episodes, and we've done a lot of them, you can find them in the My Country 95.5 app. Just click on Demand, and you can listen to all of them. Every week, we talk to Game and Fish. We talked to Brian from Rocky Mountain Discount Sports, and we're talking fishing today. A lot of fishing. Make sure you stick around. My Country, 95.5, Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors with Drew Kirby. If you have a question, want to make a comment, or have an idea for a show topic, message us on the My Country mobile app. My Country, 95.5. Hooking and Hunting Outdoors on My Country, 95.5. Back in action here on the program, and of course, Wyoming Game and Fish Department, a huge part of this show, and one of the main reasons I wanted to start it, because I wanted to make sure that everybody was on the same page when it came to regulations and uh, and outdoor fun that we can have here in, in Wyoming, and Janet and Matt back with us again this week, and this time of year, fishing is really popular. Matter of fact, I've seen so many people out on the, the river, I've seen... There's uh, fishing tournaments going on, and there's even a, a walleye uh, league that's happening every Wednesday night uh, around the county. So, uh, Janet, there's just lots to do fishing-wise right now, and people like to eat that fish, too. Exactly. More importantly, there's a lot of smokers going this time of year, a lot of fry daddies. We're all trying to get our, our favorite uh, species in as as we move through the summer. And that's one of the great things about Wyoming is is we have such a diversity of fish and and it provides lots of opportunity to try dis- different recipes. So I've never I've never been a huge fish eater until I moved here and walleye was the fish. I believe even before I had walleye, you and Matt and the whole gang over there said Go get a walleye and, and you'll love it. And that's what's happened to me here. Is that the best eating fish in Wyoming? So so that is not a question that we can answer. But one thing that we can talk about is a little bit about um, the mercury that is in all fish um, across the world. Whether, you know, you're looking at buying um, fish from the, the grocery store or whether you're getting it out of waters. Um, the Wyoming Department of Health has recently put out new fish consumption um, advisories, and we just want to make sure people is aware, are aware of those. What are some of those advisories? What are, what are things people need to look for? Well, you know, people can definitely just go online, either the Wyoming Department of Health or we also have them on the Game and Fish website. And it talks a little bit about how much mercury is good to consume. And, of course, all of that is a personal choice, and, and so we're not here to necessarily talk about that, and we're not necessarily here since we are not human doctors to talk about um, what mercury does or anything for the humans, but we can certainly talk about why fish in Wyoming have mercury. And where where does that mercury come from in the, in the fish, Matt? So there's a lot of uh, mercury just kind of naturally occurring in the environment. There's certain rock formations that that are that are higher in mercury than others, and as they weather and erode away, that mercury ends up in the water. But I think the 
vast majority of mercury happens through atmospheric deposition. So it, it settles out with precipitation and ends up in the water bodies where, uh, there's bacteria that convert the elemental mercury into what's called methyl mercury, which becomes able to be absorbed, um, into your body and, and can certainly cause some health problems. And, you know, it's not a, a source of pollution where, you know, and you think of Wyoming, it's really pristine. And so, you know, you, you could go up into the Alpine lakes and the Bighorn or Wind River mountains, and there's still going to be methylmercury present because of the atmospheric deposition. So um, it is widespread. It's everywhere um, on the planet. And certain fish species tend to accumulate more than other fish species. And so, that's where you get into the fish consumption guidelines and they talk about different types of species and sizes and, and what to, what's okay to eat and what you should be a little more careful with. And you know, it's, it's really a, a thing that game and fish really works in conjunction with the Wyoming Department of Health. As we are doing a lot of our sampling across the state, we do collect you know, fish for them to monitor for the mercury. So we have just released the most up to date information that we have and we have, we do this, um, you know, quite often. And so this isn't a big alarm, um, that we, we're putting out. This isn't something that, you know, is people need to panic about. We just want people to know that it's out there and we're super excited that, that the last, um, round of science has just come out and we want people to know that it's out there. Uh, of course, you can go wgfd.wild.gov to find out exactly all the information. And, and when this report comes out, um, does it basically just tell people, okay, here's the fish and here's the, the levels that more than likely you're going to get? Yes, it is exactly what it tells you. And you can also find this information in our fishing regulations. It's been in our fishing regulations yearly for many years now. So, you know, folks are probably aware of it and they, they probably review it and, and can make their choices themselves, but it's out there and we want people to read it. Again, no, no fear because this is not a new discovery. It's always been here. Uh, it's just an updated list. Exactly. Awesome. Janet, Matt, thank you guys. Thanks, Drew, and enjoy your fish fry. It's Wyoming to Wyoming hooking and hunting outdoors. My Country 95.5. All right, it's Drew and Brian at Rocky Mountain Discount Sports. And, uh, Brian, I've heard rumors that uh, the fishing hasn't slowed at all lately. It has not slowed down. It's been a really good bite, whether you're river fishing or uh, reservoir fishing. And, you know, I've seen a, a lot more people out, and I've seen a lot of boats heading toward Glendo, and I've seen a lot of boats heading toward Alcova. So uh, now the families are getting out and, and doing the recreation boating and, and getting out and splashing around. Uh, obviously, the, the water time is, is hot, so getting out on the water is a good idea. Yeah, we're seeing a lot of people that are, you know, just taking the families out and going tubing and that type of stuff. So we're selling lots of life jackets and some of those inflatables that, uh, you know, toes that you can tow behind the boat, that kind of stuff. And some people just, you know, out there with the kids on the beach and just splashing around trying to trying to stay cool. We were talking a little bit about some of the, the fishing that, that's happening. And you saying that you can almost drop uh, a line into the water with hardly anything on it and catch something now. But 
you've got everything you need in store, so you don't have to go with the bear hook. <laughs> yeah, the bear hook definitely makes it a challenge. But, uh, yeah, especially our reservoirs like um, uh, Pathfinder and um, Glendo, the live bait, you know, whether you're running a, a leech or a worm, uh, the worms are really really doing well right now. So, And, and those are easy to care for and, uh, you know, they're not too hard on your pocketbook. When, when you're looking for the gear that you need for to run like the the worm like how much money do you need to spend on a rod and reel to, to really have fun and catch something uh, i mean we we have rod and reel combo starting at like twenty dollars so um obviously the more expensive rods probably have a little bit better feel you know overall for the some of that finesse fishing but um yeah twenty dollars gets you gets you on the water and then you know box of worms you can dig them up in your yard if you want to but um it's it pretty pretty simple just basic fishing uh, now you catch that fish, and, and I was talking to a buddy at work that was at Glendo and, and got a, a mess of walleye and went home and fired up the Traeger. And I mean, it's it's an easy way to cook those fish that you that you get. Yeah, I love I love cooking them on the Traeger. I usually put them on a cookie sheet pan or just a piece of foil. Throw throw some walleye fillets in there, a little bit of butter, maybe cut an onion and put them on top of each fillet. And uh, yeah, I mean, it cooks them up just just perfect. Now, if you need some seasonings for that walleye, you know, there's some people that can't handle fish without a little seasoning. I mean, there's a whole wall of. Uh, Traeger seasonings here. Yeah, I mean, traditionally with walleye, a lot of people just like, you know, uh, uh, lemon pepper and, and that type of stuff. But uh, Traeger has a seasoning that my wife really loves, and it's called Thin and Feather. So we use it on all of our fish and our chicken presentations. Uh, get out here and check this out. Now, if you didn't know what Traeger was and you missed out last week, there was a... Uh, in-store demo. In-store demo going on. <laughs> Sorry, my mind was on yeah. chicken and fish. Yeah, we, second, we did but... we did pulled pork sliders, and they were delicious. <laughs> and, and it's it's so easy to, to do on a Traeger because, really, you just kind of set it and forget it. Right. Yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of times, you know, I spend more time here at work than I do at home, and so we'll, we'll bring a pork shoulder or pork butt and throw it on the Traeger grill and uh, turn it on to about 220. And just let it smoke there, simmer down for six, eight hours, and uh, just just ends up falling off the bone. It, well worth your time if you haven't looked into getting a Traeger. Uh, you know they have good price ranges too. Mm-hmm. If you're a, a big dog daddy smoker, you've got the big dog daddy smoker out here. They'll run anywhere from four hundred to thirty six hundred. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whatever you need, and you guys have got all the everything that you need with it. I mean, you got to have pellets, you got to have all that. Yeah, we got pellets, we got seasonings, we got sauces, we've got accessories for like wings and uh, uh, chicken thrones to do your beer can chicken type stuff, um, jalapeno poppers, you know, all that kind of stuff. So get out here and check this out, Rocky Mountain Discount Sports. And while you're here, if you're heading up on Casper Mountain and maybe do some hiking or, uh, you know, just camping, all the gear is here, Rocky Mountain Discount Sports. Everything look good in the outdoor section? Yeah, it looks really good, and uh, we're we're definitely seeing people getting out and about. And you know, just had Fourth uh, of July weekend here recently, and man, uh, people are getting out, and it's nice to see that uh, people are spending some family time. But tents, sleeping bags, chairs, cots, uh, anything you need for that, uh, we we've got it. Come by, get all that stuff, and then leave your phone at home. Get out and enjoy the outdoors. <laughs> That's right. Hunting outdoors, my country, ninety-five-five. Well, summertime is fishing time, Brian, and uh, we mentioned a little bit ago that you could toss a line in the water now and almost catch it just by getting it into the water, but are you seeing any changes in the baits that are being used at this time? Well, 
really, I mean, the, the fishing, uh, as, as the water heats up, a lot of times those fish become more active, but there's also times where those fish, you know, kind of start going a little bit deeper. Um, depending on what you're targeting, you know, the, the trout on the reservoir systems, I mean, you can almost always, you know, sink a worm and maybe on a floating marshmallow, that, you know, that type of thing for those trout. Um, there's a lot of people that would prefer being a little more active and they'll take a, you know, a larger size Panther Martin or a MEP spinner or even a uh, Rapala countdown and walk up and down the shoreline and, and they'll cast that that uh, bait out and try and target those trout that are in that upper water column. So just kind of depends on what a person wants to do. I mean, if you're trying to drink a six-pack, you know, sitting down with a worm on, a, <laughs> on the bottom is pretty good. But uh, anyways, the, the, the trout fishing has been pretty good throughout the, the river systems and the, and the uh, reservoirs as well. Uh, we're starting to see some of the reservoirs locally are starting to drop pretty good. So they're, they're taking quite a bit of water out of Pathfinder right now. And that water's pretty much leveling out to uh, Glendo Reservoir, but uh, looks like they're going to um, start draining uh, Guernsey. Um, I think, yeah, Guernsey. And they're going to start draining that. So then once they drain that, do some work on they do they do a silt run out of there. Uh, then they'll start using water from Glendo to fill Guernsey up, and we'll start seeing Glendo drop down. So um, a lot of that fishing, uh, worms and leeches are always really good. Um, if, you're, if you're fishing Pathfinder, I mean, worms is kind of the go-to. I, I, it seems like you can always catch fish on worms. When the water does start dropping, does that mean that the fish are more centralized, or are they just lower to, to get? Um, you know, I, I think... I guess the way I look, especially like at, at Glendo and maybe even like Pathfinder, some of the bays that, are, that tend to be a little bit shallower, I think those fish kind of react to the water pressure and, and that water dropping, and they just they don't want to get stuck, you know, up up on the shore, right? So they're they're kind of following following that water and the thermocline, and they're just going out into that deeper water. Um, they're, they're they're always looking for bait, so depending on what that forage is, whether it's silver shiners or minnows or you know down at Glendo. So it could be crappie or perch or just about anything down there. Um, so, I mean, there's not necessarily a, you know, a pattern. You know, when the water's rising, we tend to fish shallower. So, and when the water's stable, the fish t- tend to be shallow because uh, they're chasing those crawdads and, and the bugs that are on the shorelines. But um, as the water drops, I mean, it starts to get, you can usually catch fish anywhere shallow, you know, when the fish are feeding or down into that 20 to 30 foot range as well. And which even with the water dropping, there's still that range there, right? Yeah, and right, I mean, right now we're, you know, kind of experiencing different water conditions as well. So, you know, the wind kind of stirs up that shoreline and, and makes some muddy areas and, and the water clarity is not as good. And then there's parts on Pathfinder where the water clarity, you can see down 20 feet. So, you know, a lot of people don't like fishing that clear of water. So it just kind of, to, you really have to kind of, target how you're going to fish that that clear water you know um i usually if i'm coming up onto a a point that i want to fish i usually start out quite a bit deeper and cast to that depth that i think those fish are going to be in Um, but in the murkier water it tends the murky water tends to warm up quicker and you know they're they're not as as finicky tight more fishing chat happening with brian woodward rocky mountain discount sports coming up you wait homing hooking and hunting outdoors on my country 95.5 so uh, no matter where you go to to fish, uh, we're about halfway through the 
the summer fishing season because before you know it, it'll start cooling off a little bit. And I remember in the spring when we were getting ready to get out on the water, we were prepping our poles and we were prepping our boats. But now we're at mid-season. Things are a little in disarray. Uh, I mean, it's still a good time, a good thought to, to kind of pre-plan when you're going to go out and, and make sure you've got what you need and and you know everything is in tip-top shape yeah i think you know it's 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 really important to be versatile you know so um you know a lot of us just really like jig fishing you know because you got that 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 feel right there on the pole in your hand but this time of year especially like pathfinder it's good to cover cover ground those fish are kind of out there roaming in those those shallower bays um and then the fish are going to start transitioning well well they'll actually start dropping even deeper so uh you you might have been pulling a worm harness in that you know eight to fifteen foot but as we move into the fall, especially uh, at Glendo, and, and it happens at Pathfinder as well, those fish will start moving off those off those main lake points. And then to target those fish, we have to use a little bit different techniques, whether it's a jig and wrap or a hutch's spoon, uh, something that you can target deeper water and and I guess fish it effectively. Is is there a turning point when you know when that's kind of going to be your your setup? Again, you know, we talked about trusting your electronics. So, I mean, as you're as you're fishing, you know, and you know, if you're the guy that always fishes in 12 foot of water and you're not catching fish in 12 foot of water, you know, you need to kind of keep moving that boat into some different contours. Go a little shallower. Go a little deeper. Watch what the water's doing. If the water's dropping, I would definitely say deeper than shallower. Um, and then just watch your fish finder. If you're starting to see fish, you know, hunkered down at 25 to 30 foot. You could certainly run a you know two or three ounce bottom bouncer with a slow death hook, but a lot of times it's pretty hard to feel that bite at that depth. So usually what I do is I start transitioning from a mono line to a braided line, like something like a Suffix 832 or Power Pro um, that doesn't have any stretch. So you tend to feel those fish bite a little bit better at those deeper waters. And then just to be able to effectively, you know, you maybe you go over a mark and then you cast to them with a with a jig and wrap or um, a shiver minnow or uh, or a spoon. Another thing I want to ask real quick, and we've talked a little bit about you know shore fishing and, and things, but with gas being the the price that they are, there are a lot of families that can't afford to first off drive far distances and secondly to pay for a boat. Uh, what would be a, a good philosophy when you're you're doing that uh, shoreline fishing? Keep it simple. You know, we have a lot of people that just, you know, using a bell sinker and a, a hook up the main line, you know, maybe two feet and uh, putting a, a marshmallow on there and a, and a worm, you know, keeps it pretty simple. Uh, it's not real expensive to buy a snelled hook and a, and a sinker. And it's just, it's a very effective way to fish from shore. Obviously, you can't, uh, I mean, it's probably not simple to run any kind of electronics as you're shore fishing. What's the best thing to look for in that situation? Yeah, um, especially as those fish are transitioning a little bit deeper. I mean, we, we typically see the guy on the shore, you know, they're, they're casting out as deep as they can, right? So, um, it's still a really good presentation, uh, to, to run. Uh, when the water's rising, one of my favorite presentations is running a slip bobber and running a, a leech or a worm underneath a slip bobber or, or a minnow. Um, but as we're transitioning through the summer months, you know, your best bet's probably going to be to, I guess, kind of visualize what kind of depth you're going to be casting to and kind of get an idea of, well, I casted this far last time and nothing happened, so for the next half hour I'm going to only cast half the distance or I'm going to go a little further than I casted last time. When you're fishing deep like that, can you still fish a bobber? 
Well, you can, but it, it gets a little bit more challenging. The, the, the best presentation, if you want to try to target um, deeper water with like a, le- a leech or a minnow, um, and you want to fish with a bobber, is, is running a slip bobber. Because a slip bobber um, has a knot that kind of moves up and down your line, and you can move that knot to the depth that you think that you want to fish. Let's say in your mind you want to cat, you want to start at 20 feet. So you you move your line up, you know, four arm lengths, whatever. And you, so you think you're at 20 feet, cast it out there, and then you can reel it reel it slowly to the shoreline until you see the bobber kind of lay over. Once it lays over, then you know that's where that then it's hitting the bottom. The, your bait's hitting the bottom. So then I would then I would reel it back up and then I would cast just to where visually where I think is just past that area. So really, it, it takes a little bit of scouting to to really get on your mark. Yeah, and then you know, especially in Wyoming, we're always fighting the wind. So you know, if you're going to fish a bobber, you got to fish it in a, in a way that it's either going to be pulling away from the shore a little bit or or horizontal or perpendicular with the shoreline. So in a lot of cases like that, that's where that bell sinker and a lot of guys use a, a product called a bear paw, and it's a little clip that basically allows you to take a snelled hook and and put that up your line, um, and that that's a really effective way to fish. Uh, obviously, uh, there's options of, you know, kayak fishing, canoeing, you know, in those little boats if you don't want to spend a lot of money on gas. You can find all that and more here. Rocky Mountain Discount Sports. Awesome. Thanks so much, Brian. Have a great week. We'll see you back here next week. We'll see you back here next week, too. Make sure you listen to all of our episodes on demand at the My Country 95.5 app.